Welcome to the game with Glenn Quartermain and Adrian Barrage. Quarter's a veteran footy scribe with hands so small he can only carry two pints. And Barra, an Eagles original, Earth Demons diehard and regular face on Channel 7. Hello, Adrian Barrage here from 7 News. He'll tell you about the 1991 grand final, except he got dropped after the prelim. We don't promise any fancy sound effects or bells and whistles. It's just two blokes talking football. Yes, thank you to the great man, Dennis Committee. Uh, this is Quarters and Barrow. I am Glenn Quartermain, Chief Sports Reporter for the West Australian. With me is Adrian Barrich of Channel 7 Perth Football Club and, of course, West Coast Eagles fame. We are brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch, but please gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858 if you have any issues. Barra, we are getting closer and closer to the climax of the season. Selection night. Tough one for Michael Voss too, isn't it? To uh, Harry comes in and Jack. They're both Jack Martin and Harry are both going to play, aren't they? Oh, of so course. We'll what's get he going to we'll do We'll get there? on to that. Um, and, um, of course, preliminary finals, Barra. It's my favourite weekend of the year. Unlike the grand final, you've got footy fans apart rather than the corporates filling the stadia. And it's just – it's an amazing volume of sound. And it's that no man's land for the players in that they give everything they have because they want to get to a GF, but then there's that little thing in the back of your mind saying, don't get injured. Don't get injured, don't get it's, injured. It's pure – that's why they call it the pure football weekend. And we've seen some great, great uh, finals over the years. I think back to the Hawthorne-Port Adelaide final when Port was just mm. – um, just kicking goal after goal uh, late in the game. And the Geelong North Melbourne when Gary Ablett outmarked mm. Mick Martin in the goal square mm-hmm. and gold. Uh, Gary what? Bacanara after the siren. Yeah. Was that a prelim when the Bulldogs thought they were home? I think it was. When Libba was jumped getting Jumped into hug- the arms of um, – jumped into a teammate's arms and it was like early crow against the crows. Yeah, and he, he thought he'd kick the goal and it turned out to be a point and then they ended up getting beaten and the crows won the flag. That must have been soul-destroying. Hey, I'm, I'm a bit worried here, mate. I was, about, I was trying to ring a mate of mine yep. because I, I, I'm going to give him the opportunity to perhaps explain himself because um, I saw a headline in your paper, actually, yep. and uh, yeah, no, no secret that I, I've, I've been um, reasonably close to Sam Newman over the journey oh, and uh, have, have known him well. And the headline in the West Australian online says, Sam Newman says Polly Farmer would agree after encouraging people to boo the welcome to country. What's happened there? I'm not sure that Polly Farmer would agree with that. Of course, Sam knew Polly really well, but I would be astounded if he did. He can't be going speaking for Polly, though, can he? No, you can't. Let's just talk about Sam. What is going on? That is – that shows He's called it propaganda, the welcome to country. Oh, please. And he's called for people to boo it – I mean, he's gone See, into. That's harmful. I don't. That that is. He's saying Ernie Dingo invented it. Our man, Ernie Dingo, West Australian, uh, huge e- Eagles man. We all know Ernie really well. That he started it as a sort of a way of. Um, I think he said something about tourists or something like that, and it's become a thing, and now it's out of control. It's a, it's a, and what no, about slow clapping it at the finals or, or booing it? Why? <laughs> what the hell is he talking about? Well, for a start. <laughs> Oh, and then he's great that pulled in the great farmer. Polly yeah, would agree with me. Leave Polly out of it. I mean, he can't go pulling in a, a, a deceased legend to back you up, can you? No, you can't. And look, this this is a uh, 
It's about respect. And I like it. I think it's a part of the game now that's quite colourful. adds a bit of colour to the game. So I, I really like it, Barra. And, you know, I just can't see where those comments – those comments show you how to out-of-touch Sam Newman is. He is just out-of-touch. He must be the- trying to get uh, hits or – Likes, or I don't know how many likes well, get. he get. Please, what? please, anyone Ratio, listening, you, do not listen to that nonsense. Do not slow clap. Do not boo. Show some respect. It'll start fights. Part of the game. You know what? Let's not divide the joint. You know what? That'll do the no vote a lot of harm. That's sort of a, that's a ridiculous comment. Have you heard that term uh, ratioed? Ratioed on, on social media. It means when you say something and then the people come for you and it, it turns out there's a an avalanche against you, it means you've been ratioed. Obviously, okay. something to do with okay. percentages. Yeah, yeah, I, think yeah, okay. he might, I think he's been ratioed, the great – well, I don't know if he's the great man anymore, but the the great Sam Newman, I suppose you'd say, raconteur, very funny guy. What I know of Sam, he's a very kind-hearted yes, person. Yes, I've heard that too. I know him extremely well. Yeah. I stayed with him a couple of times. And uh, I don't know, he might be just winding things up a bit. He does that well, why, show with why, Don why, Scott. Well, why would you wind this up? Maybe it's Don Scott's but fault. Why, why are you winding this up? And why now? Yeah, well, I guess well, the no vote's got up his nose. Yeah. The, the voice, I mean, the you voice. Mean the yes vote has got up his nose. Sorry, the voice has got up his nose. Yeah. Anyway, we don't, probably now, don't want to get – let's not harp on about that. I'll, I'll just say that's one of, more, one of the more stupid comments I've heard in decades. But bringing in Polly was just – Yeah, not – very disrespectful. Hey, I've got some news for you let's about – Let's move on. I've got some news for you about the Waffle Grand Final. Yes. And it's funny news because it, the, impact, the impact of what I'm about to say or – on a friend of ours could be profound. Oh, okay. <laughs> because <laughs> I just checked with the footy commission. Yep. And it was Nikki Brown, actually, our friend yes. Nikki Brown. Yes. And they've Doing a so- great job there at the footy commission. They've Nikki. almost sold 30,000 tickets. Yep. That's awesome. I know it's awesome. So they've almost sold 30,000. So a lot of Doubting Thomases out there. I think on the day they get about 3,000. So they're at about 27. There'll be a lot of walk-ups on the day. 27, 28 yep. at the moment. The Demons people have come forward because the Colties, there's six different teams playing. Yep. So it's spread, the, it's spread the love. The Demons people have come in their thousands for the midday game. Yep. I don't know if they'll stay for the entire day, but they'll be there. What would you so say? It'll, so, so it'll be a bit of a different scenario in terms of people might come and go. Because Why wouldn't you say it could be a Cracker Jacks uh, league grand final? Peel really coming at the right at the time of season against East Fremantle, who beat them in the second semi, but only just. So it, it augurs well for the league grand final as well, it's obviously starting early with the reserves. I think the concern was – Did you say, show, did, did you say, say augurs well? Augurs well. Augurs well. Yeah, you like that? Augurs well. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, that is, that is a very old term. It is. When – how long have you been using I've, that? Oh, forever. The org as well. Yeah. <laughs> That's where you go to when you can't think of it. It's because to say. I'm a sesquipedalian. <laughs> or, Do you know what a sesquipedalian is? No, is? I don't, mate. Person who uses big words. Not Ver- that org is. Is that right? That's you showing off now. But augers, A, what is it? A U G U R S. U R S. Augers well. That ain't getting on seven years. I bet you wouldn't write it either. I've used it. Bullshit. I have. You did there's no way you wrote that. Something augurs well mm-hmm. for Collingwood. Oh, yeah. I've got all sorts of stuff in no, my you copy. didn't, mate. <laughs> hey, anyway, what I was going to say about the bloke who's going to cop a backlash now, I was at um, the stadium today yep. and I was interviewing two of the players from the Colts grand final. So yep. Daniel Curtin, yes. who's going to be a top five draft pick. Yep. Gee, prodigious man. Prodigious yeah, back boy. Him, you'd, he's going to end up at the Eagles, isn't he? Yeah. How are they going to get him? Yeah, probably trade with North, I think. 
Because they're definitely taking Harley Reid, mm. from what I can gather. Eagles? Yeah, because there's that three-year contract now. So he's basically – they've changed the deals for the, the, uh, for the young guys. I really like that, by the way. I'd even make it four. because four. Because I just think with a first – you put so much effort into a first-rounder, I think you should, you're should. you entitled to have a body of work to, behind it. So you just can have let a bit me of time. But let's take the devil's advocate yep. side. If you're going into a new job when you're 17 and you have to remain in that job at this certain place for four years, mm-hmm. how would you feel? Well, let me just use the no, example. No, 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 no. Yeah, don't yeah, well, pivot yeah. off onto something okay, else. Okay, okay. So then you don't – well, you wouldn't feel very comfortable. No, exactly, You'd want to leave. mate. Jason so Horn Francis is a great example. He was able to leave. Yeah, but what, okay, say I get my first job and I go into – or be an example – I suppose it'd be like an apprenticeship in some ways. You've got to, I've got to stay with this bloke for four years and do my apprenticeship. I can't pivot off in somewhere else or if I don't yeah. like the guy. I mean, honestly, would you the do a four-year apprenticeship, Barrow. That's what it is. Th- but that, that uh, 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 say okay. your first job was at Bunnings and you had to stay there for four years, Bunnings and Subi, oh, and you lived in Bicton. You know what I mean? You're or you lived you're in You're going to get Joomla. a lot of free sausages, aren't you? But, but yeah, I don't think you can impose on young people where they need to stay for four years. So what you're doing is you're saying, i.e. with the case with North Melbourne and Jason Horn Francis and Port Adelaide, if it, it goes pear-shaped and the kid does not want to stay sometime during those four years, then you cut a deal with another club and you get compensated adequately. So you get mm. another early first rounder. That's how it works. So I just think the bot- the amount of work clubs put into getting these players, I think they're entitled to really good insurance, I'd call it. Yeah. So I like the four-year deal. But I it think. is a restraint It is a restraint of trade. It's a bit like, really, they shouldn't go into the AFL till they're 18 or 19, you know, when they're a bit more mature. Oh, what, again, what? that's another argument. I would have the draft age 19, 20. Yeah, As what, they do in exactly. the NFL in, in the US. So why do the Perth boys have to leave home at age 17 or Agreed. 18? It's ridiculous to so go and move east. I think, but it's because of restraint of trade because some kid who's 17 or 18 goes, I am good enough to play in the AFL. Stop. You can't stop me from playing in the AFL. I think it's too much pressure on kids when they're going through ATAR. I think they should be able Absolutely. to. Worst possible their- year. My son's doing it. Yeah. And he's playing He's playing Colts footy for Perth and he, juggling that is Ch- hard. Chance for... Uh, the draft? Uh, I don't think so. No, not at this stage. Anyway, but, has he got um, the powerful legs? He, he's a bit of a, he's a, bit of a bull, yeah. But this year, I, 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 there's only going to be seven guys taken. I reckon. Yeah, seven West or seven to ten, and I, I, I almost know exactly who it's going to be. And and so, can you just imagine your generation? So all the year twelve boys in Western Australia, uh, only seven to ten of them, probably seven or eight, will be taken to the AFL. Mm. That's that's hard, isn't it? It is. When you think about it, it's it's a long way away. Maybe some up. go in the uh, preseason. Maybe some go in the midseason. But there are other avenues. Rookies. Yeah. It looks like the rookies draft is a whole different thing now this yeah. year. They're being used up elsewhere. Back just back to the waffle GF though. I think the concern was that um, the Royal shows on the same day. It's a long weekend, so that people would be going away. But I'm really pleased, you know, with the two AFL clubs not participating in September, which is very disappointing, but with that happening, I think the opportunities there is to go and try and mm-hmm. let's just put as many people as we can into Optus. Go and show your support for the waffle and well, get Clearly along. that's happening. Yeah, it's There's great. almost 30,000 on this yeah, day. I'm saying more. And, and the people that poo-pooed it, well, sorry, and, and this is where I'll get to this bloke who's it's going to backlash on him. To finish the collective bargaining stuff, did you see that the um, average payment – so by 2027, the average payment for an AFL player will be half a million dollars. Wow. Half a million dollars. Average. Mm. It, 
387 in 2022, and by 2027, 519,000. Well, it's all a result, it's a result of broadcasting rights. It's a result of a lot of hard work from people. But, you know, they are dog years, Barra. It's a very short career. What's the average length of a two, career? Two, two years. There you go. Yeah. So they're very short. And so I think given what you're going to sacrifice re your body, I think that they're – I'm, I'm – you get what you deserve, mm. I reckon, and so no figures don't lie. Now back to this bloke who's in in the he's in the manure now. As, yeah. as, Sam, as, uh, talking about no, Sam. No, Doug, Doug Hawkins, Doug Hawkins. What do you call him? Manure. Namua. Manure. Manure. Couldn't say manure. Yeah. <laughs> he's in the S one double T. No S one S H S H one T. He's in the S H one T. This fellow, and I saw Who him are you today. Talking about? Or is it up to stadium? Who are you and he's about? a great full forward. He works at Optus Stadium. He's on SEN with Tim Gossage. Scotty Cummings. Scotty Cummings. I saw Scotty Cummings. Scotty, you're getting a bit nervous. I didn't. I should have said this too much. Why is he getting nervous? Because he has said on radio in front of everybody that if they get 30,000 to the Waffle Ground final, he will walk backwards naked to the MCG. Scotty. <laughs> and it's on record. I really like Scotty. He's a good fella <laughs> and a very good broadcaster. Scotty, I don't think too many people would want to see that. I don't reckon either. And walking backwards with your hands over your groin would be uh, be worth seeing. So he's going to have to do at least a lap. What if there's twenty nine 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 nine? You'd be sweating, Wayne. Apparently, he's going to do a lap of Optus Stadium in the nude Luke, backwards. That won't be happening. And I reckon he'll be doing it at two a.m. <laughs> to get around is he, it. Is he Lou Richards reincarnate? Remember Louie in Melbourne in the Herald Sun used to do all the Sun News Pictorial used to do all the things like I think he tipped. Um, if, if Geelong beats Collingwood, I'll row Billy Goggin in a bathtub over the Barwon River and did it. <laughs> the other one was um, I'll cut his lawn with nail clippers. Yeah, it did that. Yeah, yeah. Did all that. <laughs> cut his lawn with nail they clippers. They were good old days, those days. <laughs> the kiss of death you know, At Brownie Mal Brown, when I was playing with him, he said he'd wear a bikini down the Hay Street Mall if they win, if they lose, and they lost, so they went walking down the Hay Street Mall at peak hour with a bikini on, yeah. and his wife came. Remember his beautiful wife came? Yeah, Kate? I do, yeah. She made him this huge bikini. Can you imagine how big the bikini was, yeah. especially the breast part? <laughs> oh, mate. Anyway, so good. The waffle's great. And twelve ten, our blokes are playing. The Colties are playing. So Good luck with that. Today I interviewed. It was very funny, Good actually. luck to both teams. Good luck to Claremont as well. Claremont, yeah. So Claremont versus Perth. So the uh, the knockabouts versus the silver tails, mm-hmm. probably you'd call that. Mm-hmm. And um, And um, – uh, today, so we we teed up this interview. Mitchie teed it up. Your man, Mitch Woodcock. Mitch Woodcock, mm-hmm. Splinters. Mm-hmm. So he he teed up to get the the captain of Perth there, Michael Hall, and Daniel Curtin there, yep. who's dropped back from the league team. Top five pick in the AFL draft. Get Fifty touches, is he? He's going. He's going to the. Um, I hope not. He's going to the um, the combine in Melbourne. Yep. You know. Good in, luck to him. In a week or so. So he's got that three k hanging over his head. So he's going to come into this game, and. There's, oh, oh, so they got there early. They were sort of there by 80, 20 past eight. And I was running late. I got there at eight thirty, and then the camo got stuck on the on the uh, freeway. And Mitchie was, I don't know if he was running late or whatever. Anyway, they had to sit together, the two of them, for about twenty minutes. <laughs> They'd know each other well, wouldn't <laughs> they? Hawk. And guess what? They're probably going to play on each other. Oh, that's great. Because Daniel Curtin's sent up back. And now Mitch Michael Hall is the centre half forward for us. Yeah. So they're sitting there. And I, I almost didn't go over because I just wanted to see what happened. That's good. I love it. <laughs> they're nice fellas too. Uh, they did very well. Who wins the league game? I'm still with East Romano. So am I, yeah. my boys. I still think the Sharkies. Yeah. yeah. I, I was I, there in '98. 
You went were, out with the boys afterwards. Yeah. yeah. And with, with, they won in 85 as well, didn't they? Uh, yeah, I think 85. Should have won 86. Yeah. They thought they'd had Subi covered and Hayden Bunton sort of pulled a Swifty in the, and, and Subi won. And then the Eagles came in the next year and changed the world. You know Ron Alexander's running for mayor? I do. Of the city, city of, of Vincent. Yeah. Good luck to Ron. He'd be a great mayor. I went to his You can launch. imagine him in all the robes. Oh, I don't, oh, yeah. I didn't think about the robes. But he. So I went to his launch last night. And Peter Wilson was there yep. supporting him and Roger Kerr. Yep. So Roger Kerr got Sam to sign a few hats and we auctioned off the hats, the caps, the Matildas caps for, um, for Ron. Um, absolutely idolised Ron. Obviously, they all played together, those guys. And he was saying, Sam is coming back. It's going to be all – what will they get at Optus Stadium now they've moved it there, oh, the Matildas? A, will they get 50? Oh, yeah. I reckon they will for sure. Plus. I reckon plus. So that's next month. Yeah. That's not far Great away. Great decision to move it. Very, very good decision. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's what I mean. That's what's been happening in my barrel world. I suppose we better talk about a couple of. Decent- oh, mate! Oh, yes. Before you get onto that, okay. I really wanted to talk to you about this because I know you, this is your passion. There's this expression, your piggery, right? It's about. It's, it was a book written about this pig, uh, this king. <laughs> Have you heard about the piggery? And no. he, he loved pigs. Okay. And it was the the message of the book was you've got to find out what someone's piggery is. So to get to this king to do something, you'd have to talk about his pigs. Okay. So like with you, say, if this I is, want – He's just backing off the Roman Empire conversation <laughs> on Tuesday. <laughs> hey, that's got legs. I've written about that in STM. Have you? I've mentioned you. Have you? I've talked about the podcast and I said I asked <laughs> my mate, Glenn McGuire, mate, and he said – Three or four times a week, Minimum. I think, about the Minimum. Roman Empire. Did you mention the toga and the sandals? <laughs> no, I did, mate. I said, and he started, <laughs> crapping. I said he started crapping on about togas <laughs> and Roman sandals. Taverns. <laughs> There's a, a good cameraman at Channel 7 called Trent. Yeah. He's a fantastic guy. When he found out that other blokes started to think about the Roman Empire as much as he does, he said, I've found my people. They, I've, I've, I have found the people yeah, that I, I want to go and have a beer with man, Trent. Man. We can talk about the Roman. On his key ring, he's got one of those um, the helmets from the you know like yeah, I'm not the that, gladiator I'm, I'm helmets. Not that full. Not that full. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, apparently, blokes everywhere are linking up because of, of the Roman Empire. Mm. When, when I say linking up, but this now talking about. So if I had to get your piggery, yeah, I would say, listen, if you want to talk to Glenn, maybe. I have a beer would be probably a good thing. Yeah. That, that, that'd, or a glass of sneaky SSB. That'd get you across the yeah. line. Or talk about marathons. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> right? Yes. So yes. I'm lying in bed and I'm thinking, oh, Glenn would love this. Were you laying in bed thinking about me? <laughs> no, I'm not thinking oh, about you. Sh- I was watching TV. <laughs> I don't like it that much. Uh, and on the TV came. Sydney? No, mate. 2019, 159.40 is the clue. Oh, yes, the assisted run. Not assisted, mate. He had pacemakers. Oh, well, what is that? <laughs> and shoes. Oh, mate, he, they weren't High carrying him. He wasn't driving. Illegal I, shoes. Are you running down Kipchoge? Are you serious? I am running down that run. You are running down the bloke who ran I'm under run- two hours for a marathon. I would like to see that done. I would under- not have thought that. <laughs> Honestly, I just thought it was. Are you the, kidding me? The it's shoes. one of the great athletic performances of all time. Yeah, that was all right. Yeah. And you know what he averaged? He didn't see me in twenty ten, mate. So you you remember the four minute? You know I beat Jebra Celesi, don't you? Yes, I did, mate. Yeah. In twenty ten, yeah. in New York, because oh, he didn't finish exactly. Have a listen. I to got this. round in just over four hours, but still, 
Elliot, Elliot Kipchoge, 159.40 for a marathon. It's absolutely insane. I'm lying there watching, yeah. and they were breaking it down. You know the four-minute mile, which Bannister broke the four-minute mile, right? Which was Herb the, Elliot as well, yeah. Yeah, Herb, but, which was, but Bannister was the first yes, one, right? Was. It was the famous moment. He, that, he ran one mile for four Ks for four, four minutes. Kipchoge's time, 4.35 per mile. Everyone, yeah, every twenty six of them. It's amazing. Yeah. Twenty six at four thirty five, right? Put it into kilometres per hour. Two five minutes. Two fifty per k. Two fifty per k. Still a fair way off four. Get no, 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 no. So I've got, I've moved. So the four. All right. So I need to go back and explain to you. So the four minute car, four minute mile, yeah, yeah. four I'm, minute mile, I know what right? You're and he's running four thirty five. Every time, 26 times, right? Yep. Now, going into kilometres, okay, I've made, you staying with me? I'm moving to the kilometres, right? Mm. 250 per K. That's ridiculous. Two minutes 50 per kilometre he was running for 42 of them. You know, when you do do the marathons and you run them in other countries, uh, it is makes a big difference. You do have the K markers. This is Vienna. Well, but if you follow the mile markers, it's, it seems a lot longer. It sounds funny. Yeah, yeah. It's well, exactly the same distance, but it's just... There's 26 of them compared to 42. Yeah, but they're longer. They are longer. It just feels there's like... There's 26 to yeah, 42. I know, I know, but it's just... It makes for... I just think... It doesn't just feel it. Mentally, it, it seems like a longer <laughs> run. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what Speedy was doing? Oh, yeah. Like, try to work out how much... What, what his speed so would he be. So he was... What, for the 42K, you're saying two... What was it? Two... For forty two k's, he won. He ran under two hours. Yeah, but what's every what's his k pace? Two fifty. Okay, so I was when I did my PB, I was absolutely wrapped with my k pace. You know what it was? Five forty, <laughs> and that took everything I had. Still not bad. So he's running at twenty one kilometres an hour. Still not bad. Forty two. What's this thinking? Five forty in a row. Twenty one kilometres per hour. Yeah, the whole way. Twenty one. Ki- get in your car. Your bike, that's your bike. You'd be riding beside him. Uh, that would be my speed for a 200-metre sprint. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's running 20, 21 kilometres yeah, per hour. freaks of nature. Mate, that, that is the most incredible athletic achievement, bar none, in Vienna. Geez, we've gone from piggeries to marathons. Google it up. A couple of interesting segues. And, I, and you tried to downgrade it, honestly. No, I'm just saying. I'm, that, well, magic shoes or something, was yeah, it? Yeah, he did the magic shoes. <laughs> he did. <laughs> We've got a couple, been of, magic couple of footy games, Barra. Tomorrow night, MCG, 5.50 p.m. Collingwood, $1.55, play the Giants, $2.45. Two very similar setups, Barra, uh, from two coaches, Craig McRae and Adam Kingsley, who played in the Richmond system, built from defence, but they use it as a springboard for attack, and they change angles, and they go through the corridor, and two very similar sides. Um uh, look, I think this is the the most likely of the prelims to throw up an upset. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick the pies. I'm going to pick the pies here, but I wouldn't be surprised if GWS got the job done. Uh, Nick Dacos returns for Collingwood. There's not much been a fair bit of hype about that. Uh, I think the uh, really interesting thing will be who goes to Toby Green. Will it be Maynard? Will it be Quainer? Um, I'll read out some stats here, Barra, because mm-hmm. we've got a bit of time. Yep. Magpies have scored 17.2 points per game from defensive midfield intercept possessions, ranked number one. 
Collingwood out-tackled the Giants by 34 in round nine. The second biggest differential by any team this year. In round nine? Yep. The Magpies, <laughs> that wasn't the Giants that were playing round nine. It was know, some other different side. I know. <laughs> the Magpies have a 100% win rate when they have won both the contested position and inside 50 counts this season. Nine from nine. Uh, Collingwood is one of just three teams with a 100% win rate when leading at three-quarter time this year, 14 from 14. Giants lost by 65 points when they met in round nine. Their second biggest defeat to the Magpies, scoring just 55 points. Um, the Giants have scored 10.7 points per game from attacking midfield stoppages, ranked number one. Since round 13, and this is what we're really banking on when mm-hmm. they've come, mm-hmm. had this amazing run. Uh, mm-hmm. Since round 13, Giants are averaging 94.2 points. It's a pretty significant score. The most of any finalist and the second most by any team. That's the key, Barra. We know that it's a multi-pronged forward line. You've got Bedford. You've got Daniels. You've mm-hmm. got Jesse Hogan. You've got Riccardi. Um a lot to like about that Giants forward line. That's where they can get the job done. You've got Toby Green, of course. Um, I still think, though, I think what really gets them mm-hmm. is the cumulative effect of travel. Now, I know they embrace it and they love it, but this is a six-day turnaround. We know the Ruckman Briggs is um, under a cloud with a shoulder injury, and I think it's a short turnaround which will ultimately hurt him. Collingwood nice and rested. Had a fair bit flying around in that week one of their rest with the Maynard incident, but I think they've had time to settle and I think they get the job done. I reckon I reckon the Pies fans are just petrified about this game. Yeah. This is this could actually be a boil over, couldn't it? Could, yeah. Because you don't know what's going to happen with the break. You don't Darcy Moore still looks a bit don't sore. Don't forget you also had the break the bye before the finals, mm. which you know I hate. I know. So there's been a, not a lot of footy play. And the Giants have been rolling on. They I mean, they could be they could stagger to the GF, but in this game I still think they're cherry ripe. Yep. And Cornelio, unbelievable last week, wasn't he? It's so good to see that guy go well. His brother plays at Perth, did I tell you? Jacob, yep. right? Yep. So he's having a baby. His wife is having a baby. And so is Stephen in a couple of weeks as well. So they've got a lots ahead of them, those two guys. And Tom Green was remarkable. Mm. So he's going to be taking on Dugowie and co. He'd almost... One of the players of the final series, along with Sam Walsh, has Tom Green. Yeah. Very, very good player. Had so a great season. It's going to be one in the midfield. Nick Dacos, can he come back and have 30 and kick a couple of can. goals? Of course he can. Will he get tagged? Maybe. Probably not, but I reckon I reckon the Giants can win that mid. Josh Kelly's playing. Yeah, they can win the midfield battle. Look what they did to Port Adelaide in the second quarter last week. Mm. Kelly, Whitfield, Cornelio, Toby can go in there too, have an impact Mm -hmm. at the the, um, clearances. So you've got Pendlebury, you've got the Goey. Yeah, and Taylor Adams out. Out, Significant. Yeah, yeah. It just does worry me. The only thing that worries me. Side bottom. Yeah, so I, the only thing that worries me is Hogan. Hogan! Yeah. Will he come up again? Why not? He's kicked 48 goals no, this nothing. year. Been a pretty good year. I just can't. I, that's the only... Looks happy with his football, doesn't he? I know. Riccardi's fantastic. Yep. I, I'll back Riccardi, but I just... He hasn't won me yet. He, Hogan, I'm just not sure. Maybe I, it's a hangover from when he was in Perth. Maybe... What do you think about so Hogan? So who gets him? Darcy Moore obviously gets him. Yeah, Darcy Moore. Got to beat Darcy it's Moore. Not a bad. You look at that Collingwood backline: Murphy, Quainer, Moore, um, Markov's been there. We don't. We think he get, keeps the gig um, at Noble's expense. Pendlebury. I don't think there's a lot of change. I think it's just the Adams um, uh, Dacos change there for them. You look at that Collingwood forward line. They've got the job done this year. Uh, you know, Bobby Hill slotted in nicely. Myacek, one of my favourite players. Um, 
Howe, good to see him come back in after that horrific arm injury earlier in the season. Elliot, uh, McStay, Dugowie, there's a lot of talent in there. But let me ask you, mm-hmm. do you have you got faith in Hogan? Absolutely, I do this year. I think he's a different player. I think he loves living in Sydney. The relative in this anonymity. game, right? Don't yeah, care I do. where he lives. Yeah, I do. <laughs> in this I game, you know, the... when he when he, when Darcy Moore comes down, and you, are you thinking Hogan will get a hold of Moore? So I he'll think, kick four. I think he can. You know what I'm thinking? If any team can find the angles and not give dirty ball to their forwards, for example, I think inside fifty. One of the best teams at it is GWS because mm. their their midfielders are sublime talents. I'm happy Toby Green. I can see Toby getting hold of Maynard, mm. okay, and Quaynor's the backup. How's the backup? Whoever goes on to him, Murphy, even Dacos. I can see Toby Green. He's almost he's almost unstoppable, isn't he? In the form he's in, he but is. Hogan, Hogan. That's what worries me, and that's the only thing that's stopping me from tipping the Giants. See how it goes all right, too. We haven't mentioned is Callahan, Finn Callahan. She's a good player. Mm. So there's a lot of, I reckon, lot of upside what for they've them. done, what they've done is they've lost um, Tarando and Hopper in the preseason, which is why I, I know it's laughable, give them a chance. Isn't it? But they've got a lot of absolute top level talent, but they've also got a lot of blokes who can play roles. And that's what I like about it. Is them. there growth in that, in that, Abs- uh, yeah. going forward? So you've McGuinness for sure. Well, have a look at the side. Buckley, um, I'll be a t- Sam Taylor at, mm-hmm. at uh, fullback, mm-hmm. just an All-Australian. Um, Iden, underrated player, very good player. Um, Ash, good player. Himmelberg can go forward or back. Uh, Whitfield, it's getting towards that back end of his career, but he's got a few years left. That back line, though, doesn't that make you think the Pies won't kick a winning score? Yeah, it does. I mean, they only kick 12 to 14 normally anyway, don't mm. they? They only score around As 70. As you say, though, Barrett, it all comes down to the midfield. Who wins the midfield battle here wins this game? I think they average 73 points, Collingwood. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to be enough yep. with that back line. You know what I mean? Yep. Can they, can they even get to that? Geez, I'm tempted to tip the Giants, I tell you. So I'm tipping the pies. Tomorrow night. It's an absolute cracker, you isn't it? You said you might go for a bit of a roughie. Okay, I'll go the Giants. Okay. <laughs> <I told laughs> he you got to... me. Got him, yes. <laughs> uh, well oh, done. Geez. Well done. Okay. Uh, Saturday at the Gabba, 3.15 p.m. Western Standard Time. Brisbane Lions, $1.34. Carlton, $3.30. Does the Carlton machine... Keep chugging along. It's been compelling to watch. Um, I'm saying no. Uh, they've kicked 72-73 in both their finals. That won't get it done at the Gabba. Brisbane only need a quarter to put games away, and I just think this is a different Brisbane side to the sides we've seen in the past. Mm-hmm. One caveat I'll put on it is the um, we're not sure about Payne. He, he is a very underrated defender. Restricted Charlie Curnow to a goal in round yeah, eight. Yeah, He's been one of their mainstays this year. He's so he's an, still in doubt, isn't he? Fagan said, Chris Fagan, the coach, said he's more unlikely than likely. Uh, you hope he plays. If not, that it, sounds a, that sounds a bit like too much honesty. So that must yeah. be a lie, isn't it? Yeah, maybe. Darcy Gardner or Dara Joyce come in. Probably Darcy Gardner, who was left out of the VFL last weekend. There's talk about um, Jack Gunston playing. Now, I want to just spend a little bit of time on this. Mm-hmm. I don't know who comes out for him to come in. He's not coming in. Sure, I'd play him. Why? Because you, you play why him do you need to? in the lead up to the grand final. I'm saying on grand final day, I think a player who's been there before who has calmness mm-hmm. and composure under pressure on the big day. We know he's a beautiful kick. But this is the preliminary No, I know, final. but you've got to give him a game because he hasn't played for four or five weeks with that Ooh, knee. that's a big 
I'm big, just saying if you can to find drop a, someone yeah. for someone like that I'd, just I'd, for the grand final. Yep. You've got to win the grand final. That's a bit cocky, mate. You yeah. might be getting out of yourself Back there. Yourself. Uh, the, I think the, with the pain, what that does is it uh, it's huge because what happens to Harris Andrews? Mm. Because we know with pain playing that lockdown defensive role, what happens to Harris Andrews then? Because we, we he likes to get free and intercept a bit. Mm-hmm. So um, we, he takes Mackay, I think. Um, for Carlton, I think it's pretty standard. We got we know Jack Martin's coming in, very important, uh, had that one-week suspension. We know Mackay's coming back uh, from concussion. Who comes out? Well, Jesse Motlop isn't. He kicked two goals last week. They were important. I think Matt Kennedy and David Cunningham are the unlucky two to come out. Um, Ollie. Yep, yeah, yeah. Look, and there's a lot of – I've sort of spun around a bit on Mackay. They've won seven of eight games without him in the team this year, mm-hmm. and they have they average a higher score without him in the team this year, but I still, still think you play him to win a premiership. I think you're going to have to have both big forwards playing, so need to keep playing him. Do you reckon Holland's – didn't Holland's play last week? Yeah, he, he, like, he yeah, could maybe, go out, couldn't he? Maybe. He could as well. Uh, Brisbane scored 81 points from clearances in the qualifying final against Port Adelaide, the equal second most by any team in the final. They've scored 10.8, 10.8 points per game from forward 50 stoppages, ranked number one. Uh, has won its last seven matches against Carlton at the Gabba by an average margin of 31 points. The Blues last winning there back in 2013. And of course, they've got the uh, they've lost just once from thirteen games this season when it has won the contested possession count, and have not lost at the Gabba this year, Barra. Mm. They love playing there. Carlton since round fourteen has won all nine matches when leading at half time, the best record in the league. They've won the pre-clearance contested possession count by four point nine per game, ranked number one. Since round 14, Carlton has conceded 68 points per game, the fewest in the competition, so their defence has really tightened up. And the Blues conceded 85 points from intercept positions against the Lions in round eight, their most in any match under Michael, Michael Voss. He will be clearly looking at that this week. Um, you can mount a case for Carlton, but I think I'm much more confident picking Brisbane to win this game than I am to pick Collingwood in the other game. Yeah, I think they're heavy favourites in some ways because they haven't lost this year at the Gabba. Mm. They've won all 12 games. Yeah. So it's a fortress, isn't it? So, But Harry Mackay coming in. And the lights don't go out as they did earlier in the year. Doesn't, didn't they? You know when that happened? That was the first battle of Brisbane when the new Dolphins were playing the Broncos for the first time. And down the road at Suncor Stadium, the lights were on and up the road at the Gabba, the lights went out before the end of the game. And don't you reckon the NRL officials were pretty happy about mm. that? Well, it's a similar scenario this weekend. The same night. Yeah, you've got two the games. Bronx, yeah. The Bronx think, are playing. I think they overlap in the last quarter of mm. the Brisbane game, the Bronx start. I think you can actually double up because it's – isn't it 3 o'clock? I think it's 3.15 the NRL starts, the Broncos, which will be monstrous. Imagine doing the double and then wandering over to the Gabba. Mm. Is it far from uh, Suncorp? I've not, not been to Suncorp. It's one of my on my wish lists to go to a game of league at, at the uh, Suncorp Stadium. You mean you haven't got a you haven't had a freebie a junket? Oh, might be you one. Might be a, one coming up. Our mate runs a rugby league. Might be one coming up. You've never been to Origin I'm up not, there. I'm going to Sydney. I'm going to the NRL ground. Oh, you've got the junket. It's hard work. It's you're not. Be, you better write something about it. Owies is the one that might go out as well. Yes, could. No, I don't think he's going out. I think he stays in. I think it's probably more likely Cunningham and Kennedy. And Doherty hasn't trained he's yet. Right. He's playing. I heard a really funny interview. But you know he dislocated his shoulder. I know. Yeah. And I heard him interviewed uh, on the Sunday, and he'd gone into the Carlton for scans, into Icon Park. And anyway, they were asking him about the scans, and he goes, 
oh, I'm pretty. I'm tipping that the scans aren't going to determine whether I play or not. In the preliminary <laughs> final, he goes. The scans will determine whether I get postseason surgery, but they're not. They're not determining whether I'm play. He's playing in the preliminary final. Okay. So, and so I, lo- in other I words, love Sam Doherty. Oh yeah. Well, what a comeback from yeah, testicular. testicular count two yeah. bouts. <laughs> Excuse me. I uh, like like um, Ben Cunnington, and mm. also um, I just like his backstory. Played for the Brisbane Lions. Mm-hmm. And um, I think a season or two, and uh, good Philip Island boy from Is that uh, right? Philip Island. Yeah. yeah, I mean wild horses couldn't stop him playing. You're right. No, he's the thing I was going to ask is somebody was saying Pitternet should be dropped. Uh, they are dreaming. <laughs> Whoever says that, just pass it on. You're dreaming. Mm-hmm. There's no chance that Pitternet, who did m- magnificently, Deconing against- has to play. Yeah, De Koning's playing right, yeah, so you just but he can't ball. lead the ruck against uh, McInerney and Co. I might have that. What the Pitternet might go yeah. out. There's no chance. It, yeah. he, he was magnificent against yeah, you're Maxi. Right. You're Maxi right. He Gorn. has to play. He has to play. And there's no way that De Koning, who had the best game of his life last yeah. weekend, was coming of age game. Yeah, if you if you don't play Pitternet, there's a lot more pressure on De Koning. I think you're right. You need to play them both. Yeah, so that that will not be happening. Yep. And the other thing that uh, blew me away was. I've just got my head around it now. The coach of Carlton, yeah, Voss, is the triple premiership captain at Brisbane. Arguably, the greatest Brisbane player ever of all time. Yeah. <laughs> and he's going to put his old club to the sword. Mm. It's weird to be like Wusher when he was coaching Essendon, taking the Eagles out in the in a preliminary. A fair bit final. of time has lapsed since he played for Brisbane, though, and he's fully invested here. I don't think he'd be thinking too much about it. But you know, it's it's there's a lot of these stories going around this week. Yeah, uh, he absolutely loves the Lions. Yeah, I know. And he's, he wants to put them to the sword. It's so weird, isn't it? Yeah, that's you know footy. I mean? That's footy. When it, you're it'd be like Wisher to... trying to put the Eagles to the sword. Oh. Hey? He, he was trying to do that when he coached Essendon. That's what I said, but he didn't do it. No, but now no. they could do it here. Yeah, so you can't go past the Lions, can you? You cannot go past the Lions. I'm very interested to see how Mackay goes um, and whether he could make the difference. I mean, if he starts finding some space – and taking the pressure off Kerno, and they start focusing on him, and then suddenly, because Kerno's only kicked one goal in the last two finals, yeah, yeah. one goal, mm. unbelievable, and he hasn't got a great record uh, of kicking multiple goals against but top eight still sides. Got, that's why uh, the 30, 73, 72 points in the last two games won't cut the mustard at the Gabba. Mm. They need to. Someone needs to kick a bag, yeah, or three or four at least. And it's, Go- got to be, and it's going to be Kerno or Mackay, isn't it? Very, very exciting weekend on Channel 7, of course, because most of us won't be over there because we don't have finals over here. We you only have them in Victoria. Read all about it in the game on Monday as yeah, well. Yeah, that's right. But we don't have finals over here unless we earn them. Well, we've got the Waffle Grand Final. Yeah, but I know we don't have AFL finals over here unless we earn them. That's right. Because they're at the MCG for the next how many years? 50-odd. 50, 50 years. Mm. So how old would you be in 50 years? Oh, well, I'll be... Uh, 110? I'll be <laughs> enjoying a well-earned stint in heaven by then, mate. You'll be 103. Yeah, I will be. I won't be. By the time we get finals here. Won't be making in, Without having to earn them. Won't be making mate, it. it's a joke. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Now it's time for this. Saddle up your camel. It's time for the Thirsty Camel Mailbag. Now, I'm told we've exhausted our product now, so there'll be no more giveaways, unfortunately, for the remainder of the year. But I do say thank you to our longtime sponsor, Thirsty yep. Camel, for all your support over the years. Uh, you'll like this one. Uh, this is from Shane, or let's, or as he calls himself, Mr. Ed in Bustleton. Uh, Please don't let Barra interrupt, he says. Dear Barra and Quarters, I'd like to discuss Barra's dislike of Victorian football. Mm-hmm. His borderline hatred for Victorian teams and AFL bureaucrats is totally unprofessional. (laughs) 
It is for this reason I absolutely love your work, Barra. <laughs> Keep sticking it up to the Vicks and championing WA in the national competition. That's my opinion, and I'm entitled to it, and you're all right quarters. There you go. If Mr. I could, Red, if I wish I, we had a prize. If but I could, I, you know what? He, he, and, and it's born out of the way we were treated, and I was talking about it with Ron Alexander. You need to get over it. No, mate, the run out, let me tell you about this. What you don't understand and what um, – and Mr. Ed does understand, and I'm sure you do as well, but you being part – great show, wasn't it, Mr. Ed? Yeah. yeah. How's the song go? A horse is a horse. Horse is a horse. And, 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 and young people are going, what are these Put idiots talking about? Look, yeah. um, what we had to go through would scar you for life, okay? I won't compare it with anything, but I'll say that it, what, it scarred us for life. And I was talking to Ron scarred Alexander. Scarred you for life. It You're did, not mate. in the trenches, mate, and we saw the And we saw the heart of the Victorians. We looked well, in the their heart? eyes. What's the heart of the Victorians? We looked in their eyes and we saw what is it? their contempt oh, it's not and their contempt. disrespect I'm a Victorian. for West Australian. I don't for, have a mate, disrespect for West Disrespectful, mate. And when we went in, they just they didn't want us to be in the competition. Cold showers. They didn't want us to win. They just wanted our money. So we had to pay $4 million to yeah, join. Them. That's true. $4 million. In, and propped in, up a couple of Victorian clubs in, in 1987, doing so. yep. do the maths. What's $4 million nowadays? Oh, Ten. Plenty. Yeah. No one has to pay to get in the comp anymore. We had to pay $4 mil. And, and we had to pay all the costs for them to fly to Perth and their accommodation. So, so we're playing Carlton at Osubiaco Over. And we're, all the uh, drinks cards at the nightclubs? We're paying for Carlton. Be serious for a minute. Okay. We're, we're paying Carlton <laughs> to come to Perth. We're paying their, pri- their flights yeah. and their accommodation to come and play us. Are you <laughs> kidding me? How could that happen? How could they demand that off us? That is just un- – cool. They just screwed the shit out of us. I'm not disputing that side of you. So you understand that bit. Okay. So then I talked to Ron. I say, what was it like coaching? So Ron Alexander coached first year. He saw the heart of the line of the of Victoria as well. He played for Fitzroy. Yeah, he understood. He tried to bash him. He didn't like him either. So he comes back here and he goes, yeah, one day at, at Collingwood at Victoria Park, they played the last post on Anzac weekend because they didn't have big Anzac days in those days. Mm-hmm. They played the... Last post, as we were running down the race. Might just have just to, been the timing of it. it might have just no, been. it was a stitch up to make us look like a bunch of halfback flankers for moving and running down the race and sort of stretching. Was that in his Fitzroy so, days? And here comes the eagle. Mate, how bad did we look? Everyone's standing with attention, hats off, and we're running down the race and the whole place is quiet. And we look like the biggest bunch of halfback flankers you've mm. ever seen. Oh, man, it was a brilliant tactic. Do you feel but better? No, well, I've got that off my chest. Yeah. The other bit? Are you still going? So we're playing out at, at what was it called in the old days, the Witten Oval? Uh, it was the just Western the Oval? Western Oval. The Western Oval, right? So when you used to go there, oh. did you ever go there? My footy's still on one of the grandstand roofs when I was a kid. Just describe. Still up on one of those roofs. Describe for our listeners. Oh, it's a windswept. Oh, it's not. It's a, a toilet. Yeah, it's not a pretty Back place. in those days. You describe it as a toilet. It was a toilet. Admit it was a toilet. Oh, you mean the surface? The, the ground oh, was, was a toilet. it was a quagmire. It was the worst place I've ever been. Oh, Marabin like being was pretty on, bad. It was like being on the moon. I would rather go there than Marabin. Uh, mate, it was a dead heat, honestly. And be, and because of the suburb. Describe the suburb in 1987. Yeah, it wasn't pretty yet. Footscray, yeah, go on. No. You're on the bus. Well, then, you're from Perth, sunny Perth. Yeah, you're not going to I'm like living it. in Subi. Yeah. I'm getting on the bus and I'm driving from the airport through these suburbs and we start going to these foreign 
what, what the hell's happening out here? What are these shops? What's that writing? This is unbelievable. The Where graffiti. are we? Man, <laughs> seriously. It was frightening. I reckon Moorabbin was worse. But, but it wasn't a, like, you felt like you could actually get mugged and, and shot, <laughs> didn't you, when you got off the plane, off the uh, bus. Would that be fair? Well, I was working media or I was a kid watching. My, I felt pretty Come safe. on, be honest. I felt pretty safe. How bad was Footscray? I was not pleasant. I'm not saying it's horrible and I don't hate the people there. I'm just saying it was a, a culture shock, mm-hmm. okay, for the West Australian boys. Then at the end of the match, we've had a hard game. It's horrible mud over there, isn't it? Yeah, You've got well, this crap mud. It's clay-based It's crap, soil, mate. So we have sandy-based yeah. game. We don't have that crap mud you have. I grew up with it, mate. Shocking mud, mate. Oh, I loved Smelly, it. Smelly. Loved it. Stinks. You know the first thing you'd do as a junior footballer? You run out in the ground. There were games I played, not a single blade of grass, and I'm not exaggerating, <laughs> not a single bit of green on the ground. It was just mud. So you'd run out there, and you know, and I was a little fella, I was a rover, and you know you're neck. going to be within five minutes. So I'd just run out there and run, jump in the mud <laughs> because you're just going to be muddy anyway. You may as well. It's, it was we did that one year. The, the uh, Merv White was our fitness guy, and he said, "Right in the goal squares, we need to dive into the mud before the game." <laughs> we actually dived in, in our yellow jumpers and our were yellow. The old, we, we we wore yellow shorts. Yeah, I know. I remember. <laughs> How bad were they? It wasn't a great idea. <laughs> Do you reckon we got sledged? Was about it then? the old woolen jumpers in those days? Still, <laughs> yeah, mate. yeah, they got very heavy when bad, they got waterlogged. Bad plan by Merv. A couple of smart guys didn't do- jump into the, the mud. Of course, I did head first. Mm-hmm. They came out. You know, you couldn't even see me. Yeah. But but then anyway, at the end of that game, so we played we played Footscray in those days. They've tried to bash us. I can, I can still remember McPherson or someone saying he, he was going to punch McPherson, me. McPherson, they used to call him Super. Was his nickname? Yeah, no, they you know, don't go near the ball, mate. I'll smash you. Uh, I didn't have that in the waffle. What are you talking? Anyway, I tried that story. Didn't you so, have that in the waffle? No, we didn't get threatened in the waffle. Okay. We we wanted to play good footy well, and coming up against the big boys uh, now, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, but we served it up to him, mate. We won the flag after five years. I oh, know you did. Hello. How's that? Oh, no. How's good, that? Stick that up your ass. Yeah, okay, <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> buddy. Mate, I was happy to see you win. No, I was you there. weren't, mate. You were devastated. You played your long. Of course I was happy to see you win it. <laughs> you hated Geelong more than you hated the West Coast Eagles. Not as much as I hate Essendon, but yeah. What about that cup going into our plane and flying Loved off it. at the Loved it. At Tullam Arena, what do you bloody mean, mate. It's called. National competition. It can go where it likes. You've earned the right. You've won it. Good on Here's you. Here's our cup. It was great. Da, 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 cup. Mate, you guys hated it. It was <laughs> fabulous. But anyway, so at the end of this Footscray game, we go into the showers. Turn on the hot water. It's cold. Oh, there's nothing going on. What's going on here? Put on the cold. It's like icicles coming out. No hot. They'd turn the hot water off. Not, not ideal. So we have to fly four hours. So then you have a decision. Do I guts it? Get under there. Dive under there. You have to. Or do you do like Mark Zidotti and Co? No shower. No. With mud all over no. you. Go Can't and get your shirt on, your blazer on, go to the airport, sit on the plane with mud and crap all over you. And by, by halfway home, it's all dried, right? And so you go, <laughs> it's in your pants. It's <laughs> oh, I've got to tell you. Do you reckon we didn't hate the Victorians, mate? Yeah, Do you reckon it. where the Victorian hatred has come from? Oh, I can see it. I can right feel there. it. I can feel the Go enmity. to Moorabbin. So you describe Moorabbin. I'll, As bad? So I'll tell you what I'll do. Um, a guy called Barry Dickens was a famous playwright, and he used to write a column in the Melbourne Times under the banner Religion. But it's actually a column about footy, mm-hmm. which is kind of, if you get where yep. I'm going. Yep. Anyway, he once w- w- went and saw, uh, I'll try and quote it here because it, oh, it was very memorable. He, it was a St Kilda Fitzroy at Moorabbin, and his introduction was, Moorabbin, full stop, stone cold pie, full stop, <laughs> mud. 
<laughs> Full stop. <laughs> that was his intro, and that pretty well summed it up. <laughs> Mate, it was hell on I earth. Was, and there's a place there called the Animal Enclosure. Yeah. And you'd go anywhere near it, and it was fairly They're frightening. The ones, yeah. That was frightening at St Kilda. They're the ones who come for you. Yeah, and they put a certain liquid over you when you ran yeah, down the race Yeah, and they'd they, they throw urine on yeah, us yeah, yeah. through the race. It wasn't like warm, you, you'd think, is that warm water? And Musha go, it's piss. <laughs> <laughs> I said, there's no way that's piss, Wusha. That's piss. <laughs> and he called, remember he called that guy uh, over and said, mate, come up here. And he went bang and whacked him through the through the wire. <laughs> and the guy had the, the wire implanted on his face, you know, the, like the outline of it. <laughs> mate, they were ho- the horrible people. You know, so Moorabbin. So let me, I'll just feel, I know you, yeah. you want to move on. But I'll just, I'll just give you the Moorabbin story, right? So. Hell on earth, isn't it? Hell oh, yeah, earth. it's not pleasant. Shocking place. Yeah. And they try to make it uncomfortable and unfamiliar and horrible. It was like that when you were, when you were visiting Spain, <laughs> I can tell you. I know, mate. Let alone when you ran out yeah. there. So we get there. It's a beautiful sunny day. I think I've told you this story. We get off the bus. We're wearing sunnies, which you can imagine the St Kilda people. Hollywood. They yeah. thought, look at these. Yeah. You know what they were calling yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at Lewis with his sunnies on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they came for him too, and which by is the horrible. Way, they would have been five cans deep already. Mate, it was it was like going into a war zone. Yeah, it was. No bullshit. You wanted a helmet. You just want to go, where's my helmet? Where's my flak jacket? You know, so so we get out there and we're doing, you know, do, you do the w- sort of warm-up before the game. You go and check out the oval mm-hmm. and we're walking around the oval and we're sort of tiptoeing going, what the hell? Because they it's put a, the sprinklers on the night before. They left the sprinklers on all night. Mm. So 12 hours of sprinklers because mm. they knew the West Australians – couldn't play in mud or didn't like the mud and they didn't like the smell and it was going to go against us. And, and how, what was St Kilda like in those days? Yeah, they get beaten every week. World's worst yeah. team. They had thugs. Lockett was still there. Thug of the year. The thuggiest thug of thug time is Lockett, right? Mm-hmm. He, he, he cleaned himself up later on. But he was the ultimate thug. Mad Dog Muir. Oh, yeah. Uh, Cunningham. The great Barks would have been playing in those days, yeah, wouldn't he? Yeah, uh, One of the loveliest Bark, Barks you'd ever meet. Uh, how, how did Barks end up peace. there? How did Barks end up there? Oh, he's just got to, um, he was uh, the best looking, the best looking bloke who could take hangers with blonde hair, look like a surfy. Like he stood out. Now, still my, fa- still my favourite <laughs> story when he was ca- captain and, of course, up at the top deck was Saints Disco. Oh, yeah. That so was let's just say the St Kilda boys went all right at Saint Disco. About mm. three-quarter time, they're down by 40 points, and he looks up and he says, boys, boys, <laughs> you got to, you got to give me, he said, it's three-quarter time. He said, look up there, look up there. He goes, it's all up there, boys. It's all up there. <laughs> they're all waiting for us. But you got to give me 30 minutes. <laughs> He's used to disco as, a, as motivation. you got to give me 30 <laughs> minutes. three-quarter time. Come on, boys. Saints Imagine what tonight will be like. It's all up there. <laughs> We never used that. The two blokes that stood out like the dogs proverbials in that club were Trevor Barker and Michael Roberts. Do you know Robert? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good <laughs> the player. best looking. Son of Neil, Brownlow bloke, medalist. Son of a Brownlow. I, I actually said to him, mate, what are you doing here? <laughs> You're not playing for Carlton. <laughs> those two, they're too loyal, those blokes. They had the, the guy I played on, Cunningham, I think it was Cunningham. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. Or Burns. Burns. It was, it was Cunningham and The Burns. two ugliest blokes I've ever seen. <laughs> I was calling him Muff. A hey, Muff. Most ugliest footballer. A yeah. hey, Muff. Mate, he had no teeth. Jeez, that would have gone down well. Yeah, it was yeah, it was a good day, yeah. It was punching. Like, he had no front teeth. Like, no. He was, and, and you know David O'Connell? Yep. David O'Connell. So he got whacked by Wow Jones. Yep. Now, could, would you be able to tell people why 
Wow's nickname. Sure. How he got his nickname? He's got a W on one ass cheek and a W on the other. <laughs> got a tattoo on his cheek. One W on one cheek. That's right. <laughs> anyway, work it out for yourself. Why it's called Wow, all right? So anyway, Wow comes in and Oki, describe David O'Connell. He was a sort of a forward ruck. Um, World's best looking yeah, bloke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had, you know. Don't certainly would look, here's another word, incongruous at Moorabbin. <laughs> Does not fit in at Moorabbin. <laughs> Like, what are you doing here yeah. with Michael Roberts and yeah. Trevor and yeah. Trevor Barker? How good looking was he? Like, best looking fella. Dad's a legend at Claremont. Yep. Fa- the whole family huge. Pam, his wife, all the rest of it. So, first ruck. So, he, he goes, and wow, just whacks him in the side of the head, right? And he goes down. Whoak. And because of all the water and stuff, like, we didn't notice he'd been knocked out. And he's, he rolled into the water. Yeah. And he nearly drowned. He nearly drowned at Moorabbin. Wow. That, that Rod Moore, our doctor, said if we hadn't have got to him when we got to him, he would have taken in the mud and the water and he could have been in real trouble. Wow. Jeez. So you won. So what was that, bloke? So Mr. Ed, is so, that is where, that's the it's genesis. A long answer There's a email. lot of stuff more I can add. Later on, we will. Okay. Uh, high quarters and barra. Thank goodness we're moving on. <laughs> Should retiring gladiator Brisbane's Daniel Rich have ceremonially turn off the gabba li- ceremonial? It's hard to say that. Turn off the gabba lights at the end of the Lions Blues preliminary pre- preliminary final. Sad to, to see him um, being a great servant of the Brisbane Football Club, as he was for a short period at Subiaco before that. Um, but uh, I don't think you'll have to because the lights will just flick off themselves, don't they? There's no, a I missed problem that. Who are we talking about? Uh, Daniel Rich. Oh, Richie. Yeah. yeah. He's not going to get there, is he? No. Nah. They need a f- they need six well, injuries. Well, you never know. And he, it's he a pity, can- really. It would be brilliant. Being, being a stalwart along the journey, that beautiful left foot kick. Well, you're trying to get the Hawks bloke in, little lone Richie. Yunston. Yeah. yeah. I think he needs to play. Okay. Uh, high quarters and Barra, has the AFL missed an opportunity by not playing the penultimate match Saturday's preliminary final during peak broadcasting time? Is optimising promotion of the code important? What time does the pinnacle game of the year, the 2023 grand final, start? And here's to those who wish us well and those who don't can go to hell. That's Elaine. That's Michelle. That's our friend Michelle. Um, quoting Seinfeld again. But, um, oh, yeah, so it's what – was it, What was Michelle blowing up about? About the uh, grand final start, the time, and the Saturday's preliminary final. The, the, the grand the final – The waffle grand, The waffle grand final. No, no, no. He's talking about the uh, AFL. Well, that starts at 5.15. That's that's night time. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, that's what I'm time. saying. What, what What's the point I'm then? not sure. I'm not sure. Oh, what. okay. Because they're both night games. The only thing I would say, the point about the AFL that grand That is peak time. Yeah, it's, well, it's midday our time, 2, two You're talking about the grand final. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It'll be a twilight, won't it? Is this the last year of going grand forward? Final? Yeah. Yeah. And I moving think, towards night time. Will it go next year? Because now, now you're going to the NRL grand final. It's a night so, game. So you will know that it's a night game. <laughs> yeah. Well, interesting to see what my take is because in, I've been uh, – a few years ago I went to the AFL on the Saturday and the NRL on the Sunday and my takeaway from it – and I love the night experience. It was one of the reasons I flipped actually on whether or not the AFL should play it, what time. But my big takeaway from it was that the NRL do the pre-match much better but mm. the AFL post-match is so much better than the NRL mm. post-match. It's a bit flat, the NRL post-match, yeah. whereas the AFL does it really well. I love the way they do it. So, so uh, you know the post-match for AFL, is that, that's for the people who hang around, is it? Well, 
I think it's Who's still it a for? Because no one watches on TV, no, obviously. No, but the, the, you do if you barrack for them. But the TV's... No, you don't, mate. You're out. You're completely okay. Brahms and List. Yeah, okay. But, okay, yeah, that's true. But I think <laughs> even if you don't if you don't barrack for either side, you'll watch the medal presentations and the cup Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you're not talking about the no, entertainment. Then later on, they have the band come out. Yeah, yeah. And I, I actually watch that. The killers and that. If I haven't got a team in it, if my team's lost, I'm not watching it. But if, my te- if I haven't got skin in the game, I'll watch that. I think but how many int- people stay around at the ground to... For the killers and stuff. Yeah, they do if you barrack for yeah, the team. Yeah, how many do. would you reckon? Oh, well, a few thousand, maybe yeah, more. it's not a lot, is it? But if you're t- maybe five to ten, if you're if you're barracking for that team, why wouldn't you hang around? Yeah, yeah. Or duck across the road to the Royal Oak. Yeah, I know. Or Start the, doing your pub crawl. Or to the, the uh, Cricketers Arms is another pub across the road. Or you could go a bit further to the London Tavern and then you can just duck back. Oh, come back as well. Yeah, have a couple of quieties. In case Revolt singing okay, with the last killers. one, last one. Uh, morning all. Um, tongue-in-cheek question. Will appeal waffle premiership count as part of the Dockers' two premierships by 2025 in their strategic plan? How come the WAFC is okay with Peel potentially winning three of the last eight flags, but even with the recent changes, handicap the Eagles' reserves? That's from John. Um uh, no, they won't count as part of their strategic plan. Interesting story in the back of the West today. Now, I'm not saying Simon Garlic's put his hand up for the Eagles CEO position, but he's I believe that he's definitely on their hit list of targets. And why wouldn't you be? You're not doing your due diligence yeah, yeah. if you don't have him on the list. Absolutely. You know, I'd throw a couple of others in there. I'd have a go at Graham Wright at Collingwood. Graham Wright. Yeah. You're on it, mate. That's the one. Graham Wright is the one. And you know Brad the, Lloyd at Carl- Brad Lloyd? You no, know, he's not at Carlton, is he? Is it Geelong? Anyway, yeah, Brad Lloyd. Mate, the other two things I'm I'm filthy at is Craig Vozzo mm-hmm. is running Essendon. Yep. Okay. He was there. He was there. He was the heir, heir apparent. He was ready to go. Uh, how would we say this? He's not there anymore. No, that's <laughs> a fair way of putting it. <laughs> Mate, what the so hell? So you reckon Graham Wright should, is the front runner? Graham Wright, in my opinion. Don Pike's the should, other one. He'd be a good fit. And the other one I wanted to mention was Matt Rosa. Like, like, I hate to be critical, but there's a bloke who's played for your club, who's under your nose, who's doing a fabulous job. At Gold Coast, now going Essendon. And Craig, Craig, what are you talking about? You're talking about, um, oh, you're talking about Vozzo. Matt Rosa. Matt Matt Rosa, yeah. So he's at Peel, right? Yep. So he's under your nose. He's played for the West Coast Eagles. He's right there. You You need a great footy person. And Craig Vozzo grabs him. Yeah. Going to run there. Any um, danger the management. E- any danger the Eagles would talk to him and go, I don't know, maybe they did. Maybe I'm off the mark. But holy crap. Mm-hmm. If they haven't spoken to him, I'll, I'll have to check well, that out. Well, is this not emblematic of what's been emblematic. going on? Emblematic. Do you think this is not symbolic of how things have been going? What's there? that word you used about blokes who use big words? Sesquipedalian. That was sesquipedalian. Thank you. That was mate. very that was and you know what? We better Can I just ask yeah. you this? Be honest now. So when you're doing the story, right? <laughs> you're not going to leave me discombobulated here, are you? <laughs> Super yeah. expialidacious. Look, when you're doing the paper <clears throat> and you've got a story, and okay, there's Pike in there and right and all that, but but Simon Garlic's in there. The headline, Garlic Source. Mm-hmm. I didn't write it, <laughs> so good. you have to ask them. No, it's very good. Yeah. It's very good. It's, it's easy <laughs> to think about. Really, isn't <laughs> That's it? the. Does that. Uh, Highly credentialed person, Simon Garlic. It, yeah, but but the, you'd be very, happy with the headline, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, great headline. Yeah, great headline. <laughs> I think that's that's it. 
You've been There's listening no ways to, getting the job. You've been listening to Quarters and Barra. <laughs> we have been brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch, but please gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858 if you have any issues. Thanks for your time. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Barra. We've given you our tips, and let's see how it plays out. We'll be back to pull the games apart on Tuesday, and then as we lead into Thursday of next week, yeah. the big preview of and this year's grand final. So you're saying it's a Collingwood-Brisbane grand final? I am. And I'm saying it's a Giants-Brisbane grand final. And I don't want to be The Andy. worst result. I don't want to be Andy National, but she's Collingwood Carlton. <laughs> if you're a fan of the podcast, why don't you get in touch? Send your thoughts to the Thirsty Camel mailbag at quarters and barra at wanews.com.au. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and of course, tell your mates. This has been The Game with Quarters and Barra.